0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, yeah, it's time once again for another episode of Bad Language. I hope everybody had a fantastic weekend and you had a chance to catch up on your favorite SCN, that's Steel Curtain Network, a part of Fans First Sports Network, all of those shows that you love and adore, like The Week That Was with myself and Dave Schofield, or the Q&A with a mini Mike Tomlin muppet sized and one kyle christ doing a great job with that show also another state of the steelers with daniel J was over the weekend the homies with tate b dirt big g and pay that was a good episode as well so much stuff going on so much stuff to listen to here at btsc we started with a new week with a great episode of Let's Ride This Morning with Jeff Hartman and Rob Stats-Guerrera from the Gold Standard Network on FFSN. So, great stuff. Make sure you go check that out. There's, if you remember the talk about Ben Roethlisberger that came out a couple weeks ago, possibly wanting to join or being courted by the San Francisco 49ers, that's talked about on that show as well. Lots to talk about here. I know you've heard a lot of draft talk lately and draft, you know, I mean, yeah, it's only 25 days away. So you're going to be talking about the draft. You're going to know all about the draft. You're going to know about every combination that the Steelers might possibly do. You know what their needs are. You know there's needs at cornerback and safety in that defensive backfield. You know the linebacker position, whether it's an edge or it's inside. Need help. The offensive line. You're looking to add there. You only have, what, six picks? Eee. It's not a lot of picks. But the Steelers are going to go ahead and go after it like they always do. And they're going to do different things. Here's what I want. One of my favorite words... And in combination with something else is double. I like double. Baseball season started. I like a double play. Like that show Double Dare on Nickelodeon. That was good. That was good. Did they do the slime on that? Yeah, they did the slime on that too. But the slime actually uh, started on a, uh, a different show. I think it was You Can't Do That on Television. And it, starred, it was a Canadian show that really uh, helped the whole cable industry, get started with stuff like that. And Alanis Morissette was actually on that show too, before she got really angry and vengeful in her music, but she became a superstar. So take that. Double Trouble. That was a show with Gene and Liz Sagal back in 1984. They were actual twins. None of that crap with, uh, Lindsay Lohan or, uh, you know, anybody just Going ahead and and uh, being the twin on their own, I don't like that. I like it's a show about twins. Do twins, be be your own twin, have twins. I don't want to see, I don't want to see uh, what Liv and Maddie. I love Dove Cameron; she's good, but I don't want to see them having to have an extra and do all that. Get real twins. Get talented twins. That's all you need. And twins is what I'm talking about here. Why am I talking about Twins? Well, I think the Steelers should double down this year. Double down has not really done me well at Blackjack, but it did well for me when it was the double down sandwich at KFC. That was good stuff. I don't think they had a bun. It was just like two chicken patties with cheese and stuff in between. It was a heart attack in a bag. It was awesome. You might need a body bag for that, but it was good stuff. Why do I want the Steelers? to double down and why am I talking about double downing well look you say you need offensive line if there's two good ones out there and it's early if there's two possible superstars on your offensive line get them what happens if the Steelers somehow let's let's say they get Joey Porter Jr. at corner at 17 then for some reason you have a guy like Uh, Let's see, Dev Witherspoon or a Cam Smith sitting there at 32. And you don't like the other players as far as offensive line. The offensive line's depleted. But you've got a potential starter at number 32 when you already took that corner. Do it again. Do it again. Go 1987. That's what I'm saying. 1987, bad? What was that? That was Rod Woodson. But Rod Woodson was not the rookie of the year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He did not take home the Joe Green Great Performance Award that year. It went to a guy from Clemson, picked in the second round. And his name was Belton Doughton Hall. Doughton was good for a little bit. He didn't have the career that Rod did. Rod's in the Hall of Fame. Doughton did not get a second contract with the Steelers. He even was spouting off at that time that he wanted to fight Mike Tyson, so I questioned some things there. (laughs) Look, if you said back in the 1980s you wanted to fight Mike Tyson, you either had a death wish or you didn't have all your marbles. I'm not saying that about Belton-Doughton. Maybe he was just confident. But, ah, funny stuff there. Funny, funny stuff. Let's talk about doubling down. Did the Pittsburgh Steelers do a lot of it? Actually... More than you would think. But sometimes it depends on how many draft picks they have. But I would love to see them not go year after year with just one guy at one position and hoping that that's the answer. They do that a lot on the offensive line, and, but they pick them late. So we're going to go ahead and look the last 10 to 12 years and see how the Pittsburgh Steelers did when they doubled down. In 2022, yeah, they did it. Wide receivers. George Pickens in the second. Calvin Austin the third and the fourth. Not bad stuff. You know, we just don't know. We didn't see Austin play. We're hoping that he's a bonus pick this year. That's going to be great if he comes out and he plays well. Because we know what Pickens can do already. 2021. Now, you could look at this a few ways here. They... They doubled down at linebacker, but it wasn't really at the same position. It was Buddy Johnson Jr., who's an inside guy. Quincy Rocher, who's back with the team, who's an outside guy. So I really don't count that. But if you look at the offensive line, I really don't count that either, because even though they added the offensive line, which they needed to, Kendrick Green didn't work out at center. Then they brought in an offensive tackle. Well, you know him, he's still there, Dan Moore Jr. So with that being said, that's not really doubling down to me. In 2019, they did do some doubling down. They did a lot of doubling down. Actually, you might even be able to call it a triple down, but we just don't know where this one guy was going to play, and we really never found out. Sutton Smith is the one guy I'm talking about. He did play inside, he played outside. You got an inside backer in Ulysses Gilbert III as well, that draft, and the number one pick, Devin Bush. All right. They triple down on inside linebacker. Didn't really work. Didn't work with any of those guys. None of those guys are on the team now. Bush is in Seattle. It's just, you know, they tried, but it didn't work. But here's the thing. They got Bush early. They got the other two guys late. What I'm kind of talking about here is wouldn't it be cool if you went up top? You just said, look, I'm fixing the cornerback position for a few years. Because you know you have Patrick Peterson and you know you could go ahead and possibly not have to draft the safety. Because you could really, if you re-sign Patrick Peterson after the two years, he could be your safety. Allah, a guy we just talked about, Rod Woodson. There's a lot of Rod Woodson going on in here. Be like Rod Woodson. In fact, they really didn't get to double down with Rod Woodson from corner to safety because he was kind of gone after that. When he was a safety, he was never really a safety in Pittsburgh. But let's look at this. Let's look at some more guys. They doubled down in 2018 with safeties, Terrell Edmonds and Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen was kind of hybrid as well. It it worked out somewhat, but not... Those guys aren't getting second and third contracts. Edmonds kind of got a second contract. Well, Allen did too. They, They both did. However, they're not taking care of the position for years and years is what you're hoping when you do double down on some of these guys. 2017, Corners, Cam Sutton, Brian Allen... Brian Allen was a project that didn't work out. He was a tall guy, just didn't work. They were looking at that Legion of Doom in Seattle and what they were doing and said, hmm, maybe we could do this with this really large guy from Utah. And it didn't happen. Cam Sutton got a set contract with the team and then ended up not being uh, there much longer. As you know, he's in Detroit now. They kind of doubled down at linebacker with T.J. Watt and Keon Adams, but Keon Adams was late and uh, didn't stick around that long. So let's look at 2016. Tyler Medakevich and Travis Feeney, that was an inside-outside linebacker situation, so really doesn't count as a good double down. They tried to double down in the defensive backfield early with a cornerback and a safety in Artie Burns and Sean Davis, but Sean Davis had some cornerback potential too. So that is a true double down up top, but it didn't work. But those guys weren't what I'm talking about, like a Cam Smith and a Dev Witherspoon or a Joey Porter Jr. But like I said, if you get a chance to double up on those guys, that'd be really cool. In 2015, they doubled up twice. Bud Dupree and Anthony Ciccolo, both outside guys at corner Golson, Senquez Golson, the guy that we never got to see what he could have done. And then you had Duran Grant, fourth rounder. So they went second and fourth with corners. Did not work. we did not see much out of those two Gs, Golson and Grant. 2014 they tried at linebacker with Ryan Shazir and Jordan Zumwalt. Zumwalt and Stick. He was out of UCLA. We know what Shazier did. 2013, they did it with wide receivers Marcus Wheaton in the third, Justin Brown in the sixth. They had a lot of picks with that one. 2012, they had a lot of picks. They got two offensive linemen. David DeCastro was a guard. Then they went for it. <laughs> and it did not work with Mike Adams that, that just did not work. Um, but they went for another tackle cause they had, they had four seventh round picks at seven D. Kelvin Beecham, who's still in the league. So the tackle they were expecting to work out did not the one that they thought would, well, he happened to work out. He had a really good career for himself. I got to tell you, a really good career. Definitely good stuff with a guy like that. But the Mike Adams thing in the second round, big guy, character issues, did not happen for him. 2011, they tried hard at corner. Third and fourth, Curtis Brown out of Texas and Cortez Allen out of the Citadel. Cortez Allen actually got a reworked deal, but then just completely fell apart. Then 2010, when you have so many picks like this year, they had 11 picks in 2010. They doubled up at linebacker Jason Worlds and Stevenson Sylvester and at wide receiver with Emmanuel Sanders and Antonio Brown. So, there was a lot of doubling down or doubling up or whatever you want to call it. Can the Steelers do it this year? Well, if you're going to do something like that, do it right. Do your homework. Don't get an extra guy just because he has that title next to his name. You do not want to go to 2016 and get Artie Burns at corner when he was didn't get the guy you wanted, William Jackson the Third. And we saw that with injuries and everything, William Jackson the Third maybe really didn't end up being the guy, anyways. But they reached at that point. I don't think they're going to reach right now. I don't think that's going to happen, but you do have, even though you don't have a lot of picks, if you've got an opportunity to get a guy to add to the guy, you think's the guy, then you grab both those guys. I sound like Danny Glover and lethal weapon. Go back. Go back. Listen to that. That's uh, it's actually <laughs> Are you the guy or the guy or the guy? Yeah, I love it. I'm I'm butchering it, but I love it. But with that being said, there's so much to talk about with the draft. I just think doubling down is a good way to go when you have depth in the draft at the cornerback position, when you have depth of the draft, my gosh, on the offensive line. What happens if a Peter Skaronsky falls to you? And then you could turn around and like what? Darnell writes there at 31? 32, excuse me? Darnell writes there for you? What if Paris Johnson falls a little? And then you get or you get Darnell right and then you turn around and say whoa, Dewan Jones is there. Dewan is there. And then you're like mm, maybe I'll Maybe I'll double up on the offensive line, a tackle. It doesn't hurt you too, because that sets you up for a future. But bad, you're ignoring other positions. They have all these positions of need. Yes. But sometimes if you get just one guy at that position, it's going to come around and you're going to need it again. Look at all those guys. Look at all those inside linebackers that they've drafted. They've not ignored that position. They have drafted so many in the last 10 years. And they couldn't get any to stick but Shazier, and then Shazier fell to injury. So look at that. One guy doesn't always fix things. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I will be right back with the second half. We're going to talk about my disdain for April Fool's Day. But we're going to talk about how the Steelers did it right. Right after this, on the Steel Curtain Network, this is Bad Langway. Oh, not so ain't the worst looking man you've ever seen, <laughs> there I am on the subway train. We are back. It's Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, and wow, I tell you what, it is a fantastic spring day. It's Monday, wherever you're listening, because, you know, we have international listeners here all over the globe. It's not just Pittsburgh, because, hey, Pittsburgh has a lot of choices, but when those people in Pittsburgh find out about Steel Curtain Network, they're logging in, and they're checking us out. Wherever you download your favorite podcast, make sure it's still Curtain Network. And if bad language isn't your cup of tea, well, maybe Let's Ride is. Great episode this morning, by the way. Maybe the Stat Geek is. Maybe from the cutting room floor, Jeffrey Benedict, which is tomorrow, or The Fix with Andrew Wilbar and Jeremy Betts, which is also tomorrow. Maybe that's your cup of tea. No matter which way you go, there's something that you're gonna enjoy, man. If you like comedy, I try. I'm not as comedic as I I should be, but if you want good comedy, man. Check out Kyle Kreiss with the Q and A that was on Sunday. That debuted on Sunday, or Kyle and Greg Benevit with what Ian's talking about, taking on the Twitterverse. Love it. Good stuff always here at the Steel Curtain Network. So what I don't think is funny. Is April Fool's Day. I just don't get this holiday. 1986, they came up with a, mu- a movie called April Fool's Day. It scared the bejeebers out of me. Scary movies. I just don't like scary movies. I'm just that guy. But April Fool's Day is always somebody that thinks they're funny. Trying to get you. Hey, I've been gotten on April Fool's Day. And I've been gotten with clever jokes. And then there's, there's just the... Uh, the bad attempts and dave schofield wrote a great article this weekend instead of trying to fool you with a crazy article about something that's false and then at the end saying april fool's day for everybody to go get their hopes up about something and realize that it was just a joke yeah i don't really get that so dave's article was like hey, his was, hey, these are the rejected April Fool's Day articles. And it, it was pretty good. There was the the top five rejected April Fool's headlines. That, Dave, kudos to you because, look, we're, we're not going to allow fake news. We're not doing it. But some of the articles were funny. Mike Tomlin appeases the haters, fires himself by Tony Defeo. That would have been a good one. J.J. Watt ends retirement and accepts trade to Ravens. Ooh, that would have been a funny one, but then people would get would have gotten really upset. Steelers recognize their mistake, attempt to draft Malik Willis in 2023 by Andrew Obar. Uh, why the Steelers should kick the tires on Jarvis Jones by Shannon White, and then Omar Khan works his magic, clears 300 million in 2023 cap space by Dave Schofield. Really funny stuff. I, I love it. I, I love that Dave put that out and saying, "Hey, these were rejected, but we're not going to do that to you." There's actually, actually, from somebody that that I respect out there, wrote an article about sure and changing the name back to Heinzfield and Heinzfield at sure and all this, and people bought into it. A lot of people knew it was April Fool's right away. It's funny. Some people don't read the articles. They complain about it and they don't even go to the end. Or they they uh, they back they backed up the article because, oh, it should be Heinz and all this. But, you know, it's just bad form because you get to the end and you realize that, all right, I've been got, but in a world of fake news, where fake news wasn't really, we didn't really know much about fake news until about, like, 2016. But with all of that, you know, you need to have some integrity when it comes to journalism. I'm not saying we're journalists here. I'm just saying, you know, come on, don't fool around with stuff like that. Now, the Steelers had fun with it. Steelers did a different thing. And I like what the Steelers did. The Steelers put out a tweet that they signed on Calvin Broadis Jr. And if you don't know who Calvin Broadis Jr. is, they were talking about the wide receiver. Out of UFD, who is fifty-one years old, just like me. It's Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's a big Steeler fan, and man, could you imagine Snoop Dogg as a wide receiver on this team with his length? <laughs> I mean, gosh, to me, that would just be that would just be a lot of fun. I I believe uh, Snoop Dogg's son played for UCLA for a little bit. But Snoop Dogg, a big football guy, you know, that was funny. National media thought it was fun. And when people saw it, they knew it was a joke right away. And they knew it was paying homage. Now, Snoop Dogg had a big weekend because he was the dog father host of WrestleMania 39 over the weekend in L.A. And Corey Graves, who is one of the announcers, was opposing what Snoop Dogg was doing because Corey Graves is a heel announcer and Snoop Dogg was there uh, picking on one of the heels. And his favorite team, because Corey Graves is great. He's uh, he's from Pittsburgh and uh, he was injured about five or six years ago with a bad neck injury. So he became a full-time commentator and is probably one of the best in the business. But he, as a Steeler fan, a huge Steeler fan he is, he shouted out, man, my team, the Steelers, I can't root for him now because they just signed Snoop Dogg's son. So he didn't get the whole, They he didn't get the whole joke, but the joke being that it was Snoop Dogg, if he would have known it was Snoop Dogg, he wouldn't have rooted for the Steelers even more, <laughs> but just funny stuff. Um, So, talking about the Steelers over the weekend, even the Steelers got some play on WrestleMania just because of that April Fool's joke. Look, I'm not saying that you're dumb if you do an April Fool's joke, but if you're going to do it, do it clever. And do it where you don't have people's days ruined. And that's all I'm saying. If you're going to get me, that's fine. Get me right, though. So... I will tell you this. I heard my phone dinging like crazy when I woke up on Saturday morning and I knew someone was going to try to get get us with an April fool's joke. And it was our own Jeremy Betts. Jeremy did the, I'm going to go ahead and put the air quotations up. He resigned, thanked all of us, resigned from BTSC. And, we squashed it right away. Like, hey, look at the date on the calendar. <laughs> Dave did that. And we're like, ah. Uh. So uh, I didn't believe it for a second. But I accepted his resignation. I, so I turned the April Fool's joke around on him. And I accepted his resignation. And I attempted to take him off slack. I didn't go that far because I just didn't have the time or an inclination to, to fool with a joke. But I'm like, nah, you're, you're gone now. Rest assured, Jeremy is not gone. He does great work on The Fix. He does great work on the editorial side on BTSC. But uh, you gotta wake up a little earlier in the morning to go ahead and fool us here, Jeremy. So I'm challenging you. If you're going to get us next year, get us right. That's all I'm going to say. Man, I am setting myself for a major fall, aren't I? Once again, it's draft week coming up in 25 days. I am definitely excited for it. Going back to our topic earlier on, think about the double down when you're doing your mock drafts. If you're doing it just for fun. I mean, I do the mock drafts. I don't share them. I do the simulator just for myself. But imagine how the Steelers would be with a Peter Skoronsky if he drops. and. And another guy, like, like I said, Dewand, like the kid from Tennessee, right? You know, those are the guys that would be a really good building block for that offensive line in the future. You know, you could call it doubling down. If they get a guy like Schmitz or Tipman, Joe Tipman, John David Schmitz. That sounds too much like John David Stutz, the guy who killed Buckwheat in that 1983 episode. Wow, I can't believe it's been 40 years of Saturday Night Live. Really funny. Really funny stuff when they did that. Um, Go back and check that out if you never have. But if they had a guy like Schmitz at center and an offensive lineman high, that's, that's not doubling down at the same position, but that's doubling down on your offensive line high. When I'm talking about doubling down, I'm not talking about getting a a guy in the third and a guy in the seventh. I'm talking about doing it right and saying, all right, we can do some other things at these other positions in free agency next year. We've already done some stuff in free agency this year, but we're going to take one position and we're going to make it great for 10 years. And that's the possibility here. You know you would love it. You might complain about it on draft day. Well, you already drafted a guy. Remember, some of those guys don't work out and aren't 10-year players. But if you can hit it right, if you can hit that daily double, then you know what's going to happen. You're going to have greatness. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This has been another episode of Bad Language. And once again, I ain't apologizing. No, not apologizing for nothing.